0: On this week's episode of The Fizz, J U gets in trouble at a grocery store for not knowing the difference between sweet potatoes and yams. After that, we talk a little bit about the Detroit Red Wings and what makes them bearable to watch. Then we talk about Kelly Stafford's Instagram. We get into the NFL. We talk about the streaking nude person at the Super Bowl, Wentz going to the Colts, where JJ Watt's gonna go. We get into the NBA and what the ownership/slash player relationship is like in that league. And then after that, we close it out with a Little over under. But before we get into all that, I have to tell you guys about our fantastic sponsor that launched this year an amazing product called Selva Teas. Now, guys, I open my day up with a cup of coffee every day, but throughout the day, I drink these teas. And not only do they provide me the energy I need, they provide me with amazing health benefits as well. They keep me regulated. I don't get that gross, shaky feeling I get from the second cup of coffee in the day. I drink these teas. Now, these natural loose leaf teas are derived from the jungles and forests of the world. The founders of this company have been to a bunch of jungles. They're passionate about the jungle, and they are passionate about this tea. Just like I am about sports and this podcast, they feel the same way about this tea. Now, they have a bunch of great flavors. Minty Tea Tox, Pink Sunset, Feel Better, Forest Berry, Overtime Oolong, Green Magic, Good Vibes, Morning Glow, and Adapt to the Jungle. All of these great different options that all have their specific health benefits, some with caffeine, some without, all loose leaf teas. You guys got to give them a shot. Whether you order a little bit or you order a lot, if you support the show, go support them. And for your first order, use the code FIZ10 for 10% off that order. And as always, they do free shipping over $50. They have all the things you need to make the loose leaf tea. If you don't have that as well, go check them out at selvatees.com. Don't forget to follow them on Instagram and like them on Facebook. And they are also on Twitter. Again, use the code FIZ10 for 10% off your first order. Sell the T's The roots of health begin in the jungle But now Let's get into the fizz
1: Talk with straight shots and then pop bottles yeah. Flirt with the hood rats Then pop bottles uh-huh. Talk with it. straight shots and then pop bottles yeah. Flirt with the hood rats Okay pop we popping champagne, pop champagne, champagne Like we want a championship game Look like hood I got on a championship game Cause I bought hard Don't miss me ball hard
0: hello and welcome to episode 58 of the fizz thank you all for joining us this week it has been frigid here in michigan but that doesn't matter ju is rocking his cutoff i think that's his new thing what do you think look at the guns he's got the guns out for you guys how are we doing jay i'm doing great frank how are you I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I uh, I think for like one of the first times ever in my life, I'm having like uh, I'm really done with the snow and winter. Normally, I'm like an embrace it kind of guy, right? Uh, right. But this year was the first year in nine years or a decade that I'm not going to St. Ignace, Michigan for my outdoor hockey tournament. So I like didn't have my fun outdoor snow day to like enjoy the great you know, pure Michigan winter. And now I'm just like dealing with snow in the driveway and my snowblower broke. So I'm kind of just turning into a grumpy old man. Yeah, get off my lawn. That's me, man. That's me. <laughs> I'm just turning into a pissed off Midwesterner.
2: There you go. So you're going to be next thing you know, you're going to be getting a place in Florida. You're going to be a
0: snowbird. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Hopefully, maybe one day. What are we sipping on, Jay? I forgot it's your health journey. How's your health journey going?
2: It's it's going well. It's going well. Um, Ben, It hasn't been like like a full change. It's just been a cutback, you know, less beer, more waters, more vitamins, um, cleaner eating a little bit. Well, I feel like that's
0: I feel like it's a lot more realistic than what a lot of people try to do. And then they end up burning out, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to say I'm not drinking,
2: you
1: know? (laughs) Yeah, that's insane.
2: Yeah, I will. I'll have a beer. I'll have a nice, uh, you know a glass of bourbon or whiskey and, and uh, go from there. I wish I got a, a really nice bottle of uh Grand Trevor city. Uh, oh, that stuff's the cher- yeah. cherry whiskey. That's I got great. Yeah. So giddy up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I know what you mean. Uh, I need to definitely up my water intake. I'm normally a pretty hydrated fella, but man, I took a piss this morning that was like neon green. Like it was glowing. It looked like a fucking safety patroller's belt. Like I just was like, (laughs) all right, I need to get some more water in this diet. Right. Um,
2: Yeah, that's all it is because I'm I'm finding myself uh, really – it's really catching up to me because I'll get headaches now when i get dehydrated Mm -hmm. so i need to just you know focus on drinking a lot of water
0: yeah big water podcast here let's focus on drinking water we'll start drinking i got i got a got a got a got a got a glass going on right here as i stutter (laughs) my way through it um but yeah so you know this week what do you got quick quick question Do do you have do you
2: have any single friends that do online dating
0: single friends that do online dating i think so um Yeah, and the reason I say I think so is because they don't talk about it too much. The one guy I think does like lurk in the shadows on the internet with online dating doesn't talk about it too much. But well,
2: is is it frowned upon to do online dating? I thought that was just like the thing now.
0: No, I don't think it's frowned upon at all. I think my my buddy just doesn't talk about. I just think I got a shady buddy who doesn't talk about it. Maybe it's just, you know, dirty dirty hookup dealings. like i don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I don't, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about. right. Well, I was I, I just heard uh, a nice little stat
2: there. So for all our single gentleman listeners who do online dating, um, I heard, the two things that women really look at on online dating is the height and the income.
0: Yeah, I could have told you that without the internet.
2: But <laughs> they say if a guy's five nine, he has to make thirty thousand more than a guy that's five eleven.
0: See, that's horrible. I've I've seen this shit on the internet, you know, and like girls like there's like these stupid memes or tweets who knows if they're all real you know and it's just like if you're under five eight like don't talk to me honey you know and it's just like like can i I ask you your weight like bitch (laughs) like i don't know like i just feel like if you're gonna like chirp height you know as a guy who really toes that five eight and a half five nine line here (laughs) uh i think it's just bullshit like if if you're allowed to ask height i'm allowed to ask weight
2: yeah but do you think it's worth like an inch or two is worth 30k
0: i don't know i'm not the girl in this situation like like
2: where are these girl? like where are these people that's like that has like that's a big uh pay difference there
0: yeah yeah i mean that's a 30k pay bump is is pretty big if you can't compensate for those two inches right but i see like i just wonder with girls too like what if you had to pick one or the other is it 58 or is it the extra 30k from whatever you know if they started at the same salary like would you rather have two two more inches on your guy or would you rather have the 30k and i bet you like most of them would side with the 30k or at least i would i i, I don't know but do do guys Cause I've
2: I've been out of just like you I've been out of the dating world for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. So what like, goes
0: on. Did,
2: like when I, I remember when I was dating, like I didn't really give a shit about what the person did.
0: No, I, I <laughs> wonder if it, I don't know if it's different for guys, but I know it's like like I didn't give a shit what, what girls like did. You know, right. like, you know, unless it was like immoral, and even then, I was pretty immoral when I was in the dating scene. So like, I don't.
2: Right, exactly.
0: No, I don't know. But I don't know if it's different if like, you know, once you're at, you know, late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s. you Once you hit the young professionals. Yeah, maybe people (laughs) care about that. I'm I'm sure people care about that a lot more because when you're in college, you're all just kind of asshole college people. You know what I
2: mean? Right, exactly. So like no one like you didn't go like, oh, what's your major? That was just like a conversation starter right it was just like (laughs)
0: something if you couldn't think of something to say that's what you said less
2: what your major is young lady
0: (laughs) yeah i remember on a fraternity lawn one time during the middle of a tailgate some girl came up and like really caught me off guard and started talking to me it was just like i'll talk to you if you if you say like if you're an interesting guy to talk to and i was like oh i'm an interesting guy and the and like she was like okay well what do you want to talk about and literally the first thing came out of my mouth was like the weather i was like Ch- check out this weather we're having she's like You're, that was it you came up with the weather i was like yeah just just go on to the next guy like i just I, I fumbled the snap on this one like 100 i couldn't believe it i was like man so it's like really you know muggy out like i just wanted to fucking shoot myself uh going with that line so i don't know what what got you what what where'd you see this stat
2: uh it was on uh some Jay- rate, i was just driving from the supermarket and uh which i had a great encounter i got to tell you about at the supermarket uh yesterday um yeah and i was driving back home and i heard it on the radio and it just struck me as oddly and then i was thinking like when i was dating did i care about that i no i didn't care about how much a girl made i didn't care about what she did for a job if like i don't know if it's shallow of me but like i care about is she is she cool is she good looking and can she kick it around the boys yeah you know? yeah no <laughs> i feel like it.
0: i feel like we're in the same boat with that um you know i feel like you care about it a little more out of i feel like in college you don't care at all you know and then maybe once you're out of college you care like a little bit like i i wouldn't want like just some girl who doesn't work or know how to work or have no brains you know but that's kind of just like the person she is not so much like the job she does right that's
2: that's true so
0: i don't know maybe we should start a dating podcast (laughs) two two, like completely married guys (laughs) just just
2: just we just
0: (laughs) just keep asking each other like did you care about that i didn't care about that did you care
2: about that Uh. well yeah so anyway i know this off track but uh so i was at the supermarket yesterday did you know um well first of all a yam and a sweet potato all right okay to you are they the same thing or are they different
0: I uh, I, in my brain, I would think they're different, but I don't know why. Okay. So in my brain,
2: I thought it was different. Yeah. So yesterday I go to the supermarket and, uh, you know, I was going to make my wife a nice meal. So I got a nice air fryer. I was going to cut up some sweet potato wedges yes. and put it in an air fryer, you know, yeah. clean eat in here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going in there and I'm looking in the, in the potato section and I see these big yams. I see these ba- baby yams <laughs> and everything. And so I'm like, okay, what the fuck are the sweet potatoes? Okay. <laughs> and I'm looking at the pot- regular potatoes, red skin potatoes, Yukon potatoes, gold potatoes, yams, sweet potatoes. I don't see anything. Yeah. This, this lady... Is walking, you know, by pushing her trolley. And uh, I turned I was like, ma'am, is there a difference with a yam and a sweet potato? And she just go, uh-uh, oh, hell no, baby. Mm-mm. I'm a married <laughs> woman. You ain't coming after me with those lines. Uh-uh. I was like...
0: Well, are you kidding me
2: yeah i'm like no i just really i was like i was like i'm married too i'm like holding my ring up you know <laughs> yeah. to justify the fact that i'm not creeping on this woman in the potato section of the supermarket oh my and then God. so this other lady heard the whole thing and she wheels up and she goes you know what they're the same thing and i just actually google this uh two weeks ago when I was buying sweet potato, but they're the exact same thing. I was like, okay, thank you. So there, you know, I get my little bag I'm putting some sweet potatoes in there and the lady comes back around. She's like, Oh no, I'm sorry, honey. I just thought you were trying to use a pickup line on me.
0: That's insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is So wild. I kind of <laughs> like that though. Okay. So to be honest, like, like to relate to this entire story, number one, I had no idea they were the same things. Like I like, Correct. Like, if you tell me, like, I didn't either. (laughs) If you said, like, we're having yams for Thanksgiving and then we're having sweet potato pie, I would think those are two different things. Right. To be honest, I guess I never knew what a yam was fully. I never really knew. The number two on this is when you said like you know like pretty big yams or whatever you said like I've heard yams as like tits I've heard that as well like, I've heard I, y- <laughs> yams is like a big booty got them yams <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard it in derogatory senses for for women's body parts so to be fair when you walked up to this woman you said hey lady what's the difference between your sweet potatoes and your yams. You know, she like I almost kind of like I get her. She was probably scared. You know, <laughs> the future train's coming down the tracks, and you're asking about yams. You get out the way,
2: right? You know, and <laughs> but I think that's a, that goes with the thing of of masks. You don't know what the person's. You yeah. know facial expression is so the she part of it, is this guy fucking with me you know i can't see his face you know like but right. i legitimately wanted to know if there was a difference between a yam and a sweet potato
0: yeah fair enough uh i think you know maybe she just had some horror stories and i think you were just at the mercy of the poor <laughs> verbit the verbiage of yams and sweet potatoes because right I, I don't know they, they got a little <laughs> little sexual flair to them i feel like almost yeah uh um well that's hilarious and so your luck with so you ended up like you ended up getting the right thing obviously because there's this it's just sweet potatoes or yams right right
2: yeah so i ended up getting the the baby the baby yams yeah so there were the smaller ones that cut them and those sort of bitches are tough to cut when they're raw
0: i'm not a yeah i'm not a sweet potato guy and i don't think i've ever done them raw we get like the trader joe's bag toss them in the air fryer and that uh, you know my, my wife loves them I'm, I'm just not a huge sweet potato guy but actually, I do have a food question for you. Okay. So, so tomorrow, uh, Friday, little date night, we're making um, skillet pizzas. Like we're making homemade pizzas in the skillet. Uh-huh. And, and I'm pretty pumped for it. But I'm like debating what kind of pizza I want to make. And I just kind of want to know if you're making your own pizza, say it's pizza night at your house and you're making one. What do you, what are you going with?
2: Uh, well, <laughs> The crazy thing, my wife and I did have a pizza night a little while ago, and we made two different pizzas. Hers was just uh, right, veggie all, da da, da, da da veggie pizza. I loaded mine with meat to the point like I couldn't <laughs> pick it up. Like I started, it was just picked up and it just flopped over. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I like to go with um those uh, little purple onions. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, I like I like you know, thinly sliced those some bitches, throw it on there. some bitches, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get uh you know, your 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 peps, your sausage, uh you want to slice some ham, throw it on there. Um you can even throw I, I like for a little flavor, a little spice, some banana peppers.
0: Oh, yeah, I love those too. God, yeah, see exactly. I could I could put I could eat any type of pizza, any kind of pizza, and that's exactly what we're gonna do. She's gonna make one, I'm gonna make one. Right. And I'm I'm at a crossroads because like I either want to do a meat lovers like you're talking about, or I honestly think what I'm gonna do though is like I think I want to make a margarita. Like I love a good margarita Ooh, pizza. Yeah, I love yeah, the you tomato. Can't go wrong
2: with that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, you make so are you making since you're making it in a skillet? Is it gonna be more like a deep dish? Pizza? It's gonna
0: be thicker. Yeah. Or yeah, we're gonna do a true uh true Midwest. It's gonna be a little thicker.
2: Okay, now you got to put you know, you got to do now Friday night, you know, a little competition, you got to put it on.
0: Oh, we got Grammit To
2: see who 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 made it better.
0: Uh-huh. The missus uh-huh.
2: or the mister.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good call. And speaking of food competitions, god, we are just loaded with food segues right now. Jay, for Fast Food Friday, I've had the closest race I think we've ever had um for the food voting. And I and I think it was dead tied. And if it's tied, I'm gonna have you pick the winner on air here. So let me just let me see if I can find this stupid thing. All right, here we the, go. The yeah.
2: The
0: so for fast chicken sandwich. For fat, so for fast food Friday this week, the two things we were voting between is the crispy kernel sandwich from KFC, which is essentially just they've joined the chicken sandwich wars, and it looks like a fucking monster. It looks like a beast. And then there's the Bacon Club Chalupa from Taco Bell. So right now I'm looking at it. The voting just ended about like a half hour ago. It's at it's fifty percent to fifty percent. But let's see what the actual votes are. And it's dead nuts tied. I've no. never I've never had it in a dead nuts tie. Two twenty seven to two twenty seven. The crispy kernel or the Bacon Club Ju? It's all on you. You're the deciding vote now, right now. Which one are you picking?
2: I would say I would like to see the Bacon Club Chalupa.
0: Oh,
1: my Uh, God.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. Because I think there's just too many chicken sandwiches out there right now.
0: To be honest, I did get this feedback as well. Someone just said, like, you should just turn this into the chicken sandwich show because I did do the Wendy's one. This week, I thought the KFC one was going to win, which it just didn't. It's just announced here we're doing the Bacon Chalupa Club or whatever. And... Uh, next week, McDonald's is coming out with theirs, so it's just gonna be a chicken sandwich off for you know the next couple of weeks.
2: But you know what I would like to see is I would like to see for, and I'm sure the Fizz Army would like to see this as well. You blindfolded and see if you can tell the difference between
0: the sandwiches,
2: the sandwiches from where it is. You know, you get the, yeah. the Chick fil A, the Popeyes, the KFC, the McDonald's, the the church's chicken has a chicken sandwich. Oh, Jesus. Um, all those. And just you take one bite of each of them. And then you got to <laughs> say, hey, this is Popeye's. This is this. This is
0: that. That's it. We got to do the chicken challenge. We got to do absolutely do the chicken challenge um, and see how it goes. Yeah, 100%. That's definitely what we got to do. I know. Frank right.
2: chokes on the chicken.
0: <laughs> yeah, Frank chokes his chicken. Frank <laughs> chokes on the chicken. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. I love it, Jay. That's perfect. Um, well, the KFC sandwich gets delayed a day. Uh, not gonna lie, I was hoping you'd pick that. And who knows? Maybe I'll go against your word. Now we'll get the we'll get the bacon chalupa. We'll mix it up. The a little people bit.
2: have spoken.
0: That's it. That's right. And you were the deciding vote, so I gotta stick my words to it. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So, so
2: I want to. I want. I got another food food story there. Hit me. Um, the weekend, you know, last weekend there, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, just been inside all the time. So we wake up on a Saturday. The wife and I were like, let's just drive down to Frankenmuth. Mm. um nice my first time there oh really yeah I mean that's the
0: fried chicken capital of Michigan
2: there's that place uh, what's it Sanders or whatever
0: yeah uh I can't believe I'm blanking on the name I used to go there all the time as a kid but yeah is it Sanders I don't think so uh, oh it is uh yeah it is Zenders
2: Zenders yes right yeah uh,
0: Z-E-H-N-D-E-R-S yeah
2: Yeah, so we go down there, and a good buddy of mine, uh, Zach McKellen, he played hockey at Michigan State. Nice. Um, They own Zach and Max, the chocolate place. Okay. Zach and Max chocolate and everything. So we always have to stop there, patronize him. And Mm -hmm. actually, you know, I see this person. I was like, dude, that's it. Cause I haven't seen him in a while. We've chatted here and there, but, and I was like, that's, I think that's him. And then so he's standing there talking to someone, and I was just like, I'm going to go punch him. (laughs) <laughs> and I hope this is him because if I'm punched this person, I'm either gonna get arrested or get punched back. Hell and of a risk, KJ. yeah. So he's going and I just and see that's how me and my friends are. I just wind up and uppercut him right in the ribs. Yeah. And luckily it turned around it was him. You know, we had a good laugh, a good hug. Um, you know, gets you know, he met my wife for the first time and you know, find out you know, his wife's Canadian. My wife's Canadian. They're oh. both going through similar things. Can't oh, you look family. at that, eh? Yeah, I know, eh?
0: How about that?
2: <laughs> so yeah, that, and that's where I got my whiskey up up, up there, and uh, it was a, it was a nice trip. The snow started coming down, and uh it was these big fat flakes. Yeah, it was it was just like, and it just took me like I was in a hallmark. Uh, channel movie like a Christmas you know holding hands with my wife we're walking the snow's falling there's fire coming up you know yeah it it was a great time it it gave me the fuzzies
0: good yeah I'm glad you need those fuzzies man if you don't get those fuzzies you get pretty ornery so I'm glad you got your fuzzies that's great no I mean Frankenmuth's a great place we used to go my dad used to take us up there you know for weekends at a time we get the fried chicken they have that, like, really old um, arcade there. I don't know if you, like, popped into there at all, but they have, like, an arcade-type deal with, like, games from, I swear, like, the 60s and 70s. It's it's pretty cool.
2: Nice. I know yeah. I didn't – we missed that one there, but uh, didn't get to it. And then we were going to go to that Xander's, and it was just – it was a long wait because of the capacity issue and everything. But, like, I don't know if I would like it because the people that were – it was just, like, a bunch of – and nothing against old people. Yeah. Uh, It was just a bunch of old people going in there, you know, pulling their air tanks and stuff. I'm like, I don't know if there's going to be good fried chicken. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, never you know judge a fried chicken place by the old people that are there. You know that's just the rule as (laughs) old as time. No, I mean I I agree. You know if they're nice old people, that's fine. But one of my really good buddies always has a saying like whoever came up with respect their elders is you know it's just bullshit. Like if if they're a disrespectful (laughs) person, you don't have to be respectful to them either. Everyone should just respect them. So whatever. That's my that's my wisdom for the day. But. Hey, so, you know, you had some bad lucks with the yams, you know, but you have having a lot better luck with sports betting lately. So I hear Dude, you're on like a heater. What's going on?
2: Yeah, I've been, I've been a degen. <laughs> I've just <Good>. been <laughs> uh, banging out on everything uh, last night. And it's to the point where I'm picking like the late NBA parlays. Like last night I had um, Steph Curry to have Four and a half, 4.5 threes, and the Warriors win. Oh, yeah. And, and fourth quarter, they're down 15, and he has two threes. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I lost this one. And, you know, and the game goes to overtime. Yeah. And now this is like 11.45, and he hits – the fifth three with like thirty six seconds left in overtime, and I go nuts in bed. My wife's like, <laughs> "What the hell are you doing?" And yeah. I just go nuts. But uh, yeah, man, I've, I've been um, really digging, and uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm at the point where I have to like, you know, sit myself down and say, "Jay, what are you doing?" Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gearing. I'm looking at uh, English Premier League. You know, hitting mm. some parlays. You're there. getting there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you're know, getting there. You know, going (laughs) to Australian Rules football, um, rugby, um, different things like that. I find myself, you know, researching some teams to see who's going to be, you know, reaching out to my buddies in Australia. Hey, you know, is this team good? You know, should I, you know, pick a three-team parlay with you know, I'm not
0: at that point, you know, like,
2: I don't feel like I'm... you're
0: You're definitely thinking about it though. Like you're, it's, yeah, I mean, you're, you can say you're not at that point and then continue your sentence three times. Like you just did, but you kind of look like you're circling the drain there, Jay, you know, which is fine. Cause in reality, in reality, gambling is not a problem. Sports gambling is not a problem. If you win, it's not a problem at all. It's that's true. It's supplemental income. Like that's, that's when your brain really starts to twist and turn because if you won every bet you took, no one around you is ever going to say, Hey man, you have a real problem. But, but then, then you see what I'm doing now is
2: I'm, I'm super, I'm weird. And I'm like, you know, the show monk. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. I'm like monk a little bit. Okay. I like even (laughs) number, you know, like everything like has to be. So I'll be, if I'm like, if I look in my in my gambling bank there, and it, let's just say let's just pull a number, and say it's two hundred and thirty-seven dollars in yeah, there. Yeah, random,
0: ran, totally random number.
2: Right, yeah. I'll be like, ah oh, man, you know, let me go, let me bet thirty-seven dollars on a hand of blackjack. Yeah, you know. So if I lose, I'll be at two thirty. Yeah. Know, but if I, you know, and then I'll find myself battling back and forth to get yeah. to an even number, and then here I'm just sneaking a couple hands of blackjack in between sports betting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, Jay, you're doing fine. No, no issue at all on your end. I do not fuck with the the book, like the the casino. I have like so for all the apps I downloaded, MGM, FanDuel, Barstool, and DraftKings, I have all of the casino free play yet. And like if there is something like I don't trust at all in the gambling world, it is the virtual like Oh yeah, like casinos cuz like hands down agree They with can me. just they can just program that how they want. I mean like I don't I don't understand how anyone thinks they can I mean people have I've seen it but like to me I just am like that is all an algorithm that is just being like designed for you to eventually lose, I feel like. But
2: Well, yeah, that's the same thing when I go to a casino, I won't play slots. No, I I feel like that's rigged against me. I want something, even though I know I have no control. I want to be at the blackjack table and say, hit me or pass. Or, you know, that I feel like I have some control in.
0: And blackjack is always fun, too, because you can act like you know what you're talking about. And you can say, well, you have I have the best odds to win playing blackjack, because that's always fun to say. It's kind of like when you go to Arizona and and you're like, oh, it's like 100 degrees. And people say, well, it's a dry heat. It's just kind of like it's just kind of like the shit you say. Have you seen that video circulating right now? I think it's old as shit, but like apparently this group of guys put 100k on the roulette wheel and it landed right on the number for a, like a cool 3.6 million or something. No. Yeah, there's a video going around. The video sucks, and I don't know if I fully believe it, but it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Okay. Speaking of speaking of gambling, I just want to get this out here right now to everyone. So, you know, if you're a Wings fan and you like to gamble and you like to gamble on the Wings, you obviously can't. And if you're like me and you're stuck in this like moral like fucking not of, I will never ever bet against a Detroit sports team and I'll never bet against MSU no matter what, no matter the situation, I won't do it. I've never done it. Uh, I'm not going to start now. And I know the second I do it, I'll lose the bet and I'll just want to (laughs) die. So watching these wings games, it's the hockey team. I know the best. And I like to bet on hockey and I sure as shit don't know anything about the NBA. So it's like, how can I bet on the wings to make this interesting? And I figured it out. My new thing is I am I'm just gonna take the under of every single Red Wings game moving forward. the Red Wings under has hit in 75% of their games uh, this season and my last two have hit and last week they or last night they got shut out so um, if you want to bet wings, um and it's boring already and you're gonna be miserable anyways just bet the under which is the least exciting bet in sports but if you're winning at least you get something out of a red wings game without having to like sell your soul and bet against them so that's my wisdom take the under
2: take the under um
0: the other fun thing you can do on barstool or fanduel or maybe not fanduel but definitely on the barstool app if you don't like that 5.5 under drag it to 6.5 that is the coolest feature in barstool is that you can adjust that line anywhere you want it so it's totally on you <laughs> yeah that's it I mean the odds go crazy but like it's it's pretty exhilarating
2: well while we' let's let's continue this uh, gambling thing I want to talk more about that uh, the, the guy the my sp- man stri- the,
0: the streaker the, yes yeah let's well, chat te- about him Technically, is he a streaker he wasn't – I don't know. Didn't he pull his ass out? He didn't pull his ass out. He pulled out his yams? <laughs> yeah, he, the, yams, the yams did show. <laughs> yeah, he had his yams flapping in Tampa. Yampa Bay. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, so now they're saying that he he is not going to get the money that
0: he won. It was like, what, 350 k or something like that? I think so. So where did you read this? And like, because I haven't done any factual research on this, so like, I will be honest, I still don't believe this story. I don't believe. This. But why don't you believe it? Because I, I just did not think it was a real story. Because number one, if he bet through Bovada, which is where I saw headlines that he bet through, like any prop bet that a fan can put control over, or is like easy to manipulate that won't change the outcome of a football game the odds of it happening are rarely like above 250 or like three like plus 300 and this one was like plus 7,000 okay so in my opinion like Vegas doesn't make mistakes like this and things that can be controlled by a fan or like even a player catching wind of these props so like for example, a couple of Super Bowls ago ago when Cam Newton was in the Super Bowl and he was dabbing after every first down and shit like that. Like there's a prop that, like, will Cam Newton dab on camera? And with stuff like that, the odds are never super crazy high. They're never in the thousands because that is just something he could do if he catches win, he could just dab and win people money. Uh so for like having a streaker, something a fan could control. I just like it's hard for me to believe that in any Vegas conversation, someone wasn't like hey, the odds shouldn't be that high because a fan could just do that. So, Well,
2: I think the odds were high because of, I think, one, because of COVID. Like, they didn't think, you know, people would be that crazy to be, you know, going and doing. Like, they thought, I think this is just what my mindset is as, you know, if I was putting a bet. The people that are going to the game, you either got a ton of money, that you can afford those, you know, cause you're picked from a lottery. Yeah. The tickets aren't cheap. Yep. And uh, you either got a ton of money or you're going to be responsible. You're a responsible guest of the league. <laughs> okay. You know, I so think like, that is a
0: very, that's a wild assumption for NFL fans in Florida, but go ahead. Keep going.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, th- that's just what I think it is. And I think, you know, I, I believe it. I've seen that on several different outlets. Um, I believe it, um, but now they're not paying the man. Do you think they need to pay the man?
0: So let's, so let's assume it's true. Let's assume okay. it's true. I will get beyond the fa- – like I'm not going to sit here and just yell at you and tell you I don't think it's true, even though I still don't. I still don't think this is true. <laughs> if it's, let's say it is true. He is an idiot. He's an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. I can't say that enough. How dumb are you to bring this to light – and, like, say how you gamed the system and then expect of a, a site like a Vegas-based site, a gambling-based site, to pay you out. Well, like, he's an idiot for saying before he collected his money. Correct. I think after he collected his money,
2: he's at the club, at the strip club, seeing them yams clap. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: then, you know,
2: then he can, you know, say, yeah, I got all this money because of the fact, this, this, and that.
0: Absolutely. And you're talking, yeah, I mean, and you're talking to a guy who, like, Lives his life to reproduce it in content form. So, like, yeah, I get it. But yeah, wait for the money. Number, no, I don't think they should have. I don't think they should have paid him out because he made him look stupid. I mean, I just, I don't know. He put control. There's, there's probably some stupid byline in all their bets that just says like, you are not allowed to influence the outcome of this bet. I bet you that's somewhere.
2: Well, okay. So what about this? Okay. Say, let's just say Phil Mickelson is playing in the masters and Phil Mickelson goes to a sports book and said, I'm betting on Phil Mickelson to win the masters Mm -hmm. that he can do that. Yeah, he can do that. There's no bylaws against it. True. Phil Mickelson wins the masters.
0: Should he not get paid? No, that's fair. I mean, that's, you I know you even going into that argument, know there's a little bit of a difference of betting on yourself to win a major sports competition than but he, to... this
2: guy still bet on himself. That's his
0: major sport
2: competition. That's <laughs> his major thing. He bet on himself when you're growing up, you're in elementary, you're in middle school, high school, college life. Everyone always says, "Bet on yourself."
0: This is insane. You're comparing you're comparing professional athletes' accomplishments and like your goals and what you work hard for to like Thong Man running no, on the I'm field. No, I'm comparing
2: it to anything in life. Okay, all right. Let's let's take if you're gonna be um, a, a accountant, you want to be the best damn accountant you can be. You okay. think Jerry's out there saying, "Oh man, you know, I hope I'm the you know." 80th best in in the land probably you want to be the best that you can be if you're in sales you want to be number one you're betting on yourself to be number one I don't think there's ever a salesperson that says I'm gonna I'm gonna bet you know I'm gonna take a three-way parlay I'm gonna take Jim Paul and Tom to be number one you know and not ranking themselves in there so you got to bet on yourself I think they need to pay the man
0: I am just seeing if there's anything on the interwebs right now of like why he was not paid. So, so the, the odds were seven fifty, Um, and a lot of times with like, so like maybe not even the odds, the odds are high, but a lot of times, like, I'm just surprised that Bovada, which I keep seeing everywhere, uh, let him place a $50,000 bet on something like that. So, um, Literally, that, literally, that- literally, the first thing I'm seeing from uh, insider.com is uh, a lot of talk about the Super Bowl streaker reportedly making a 50,000 bet at, at 750 odds, there would be a streaker during game. Per a global market sports sports book spokesperson, no book in their right mind would take 50k limit on that, nowhere close. That's where my disbelief comes in. and maybe the odds is where I made my point wrong. I can't see Bovada, which like lets you deposit $50 at a time, like letting you place $50,000 over their app.
2: Well, I hear it's a big game, big situations. You can break the rules. I hear Bovada's um, already, even they're um, like kind of a sketchy uh, bet in sight anyways. You know, I don't think there's a lot of like positive reviews on them.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of question into the validity of it. Um, but I guess unless I mean, unless there is some writing that says, like, you cannot influence this bet, you cannot be the streaker, you cannot do this. You know, if the fine print doesn't have it, I guess, I guess, why wouldn't you get paid out? Why? Why would I be? But the know- thing is,
2: you, you, you're you saying there isn't validity to this. But why not? Like, what what's the other side? Like, why do you, do you think this is
0: all staged? I just think, yeah, I think it's made up. I think because this guy owns, apparently, I've read like very like conflicting stuff on this. Apparently, like this guy owns like a porn site. This guy owns a porn station. Yeah. It's publicity. I think that was written up. Yeah, but so he can still bet. Why can't you get both? What do you, wait, so what do you, What I thought you were asking, why don't I believe the story? Yeah, why don't you believe the story? because yeah. I don't because I don't believe that Bavada accepted a $50,000 bet for a streaker on the field. That's that's where my disbelief comes in. Without a doubt.
2: So what can this guy do to show that he are is, is, has there been anything online that shows where he made his bet?
0: Yeah, like so Bavada is is what I keep seeing, which is like
2: No, no, does he have any like, you know, like when you make your bet, you have like the receipt for it?
0: No, that's the issue is like, I, there's nothing like I'm, I'm going through all the articles right now and I don't see any here. Let's see. Let's see. Let, let's see this little tweet that there's right here. Hold on. There might be one here. So all I've seen is that like really shitty meme style thing of the guy streaking with the story on it. Um, so let's see if there's a picture, Super Bowl streaker claims, yeah, no, I'm seeing nothing. I, see, I just see no bet slips for him on every site I go to. And you would think there would be like, you know, just the screenshot of it.
2: But if you're OK, so let's just say you're the CEO of Bravada and this stores and it's not true. Don't you think you will come out and say, hey, this never happened. We would never allow, you know, someone to throw this, you know, 50K on a bet like this that they can control. Don't you think you will come out and say that?
0: Uh, <laughs> probably, but I also know Bovada like is toeing the line of legality over everything and like if you ever if you if anybody's listening to this and you've cashed out a check from Bovada you want to talk about the most shady experience you've ever gone gone through? It's that. I got a check from Singapore that had to like run through some wild fucking approval process to get cash <laughs> at my bank and one woman was about to like call I don't know someone to double check something and I had to physically reach around the a, across the counter and and yank it out of her hand and run out. So I don't know. So like I agree with you Jay. I agree. So like timeline of events <clears throat> if no bet was placed, he does this He's claiming he did it on Bovada and they're saying they won't pay out. Why wouldn't Bovada come on and say, hey, this bet was never even placed by this fucking guy? I just I agree with you there. I don't know why they wouldn't do it, but I also, I know why. Why? Because he they the took bet. the bet. There's no way. I don't yes. think this is real. I don't think he was able to do it. I don't think so. I don't agree. I don't think so. I don't think it's real. Yes, it is. Well, you put your belief in um, a shady streaking Florida porn star guy, and I'm just gonna put it in logic. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna use my head and look at the situation and call it not real. You're gonna put it in the streaky
2: hot Pistons, the <laughs> streaky, the streaky Knicks. My Knicks are streaking too. Don't
0: forget about my Knicks. Are you? Oh yeah, are you a Knick, You're a Knicks guy. Yeah. Well, that's too bad because I mean, aren't they? I mean, they're like, they're like the lions of the NBA, aren't they? That, yeah. Well, we'll see. They're, they're getting better. Now we got an
2: all-star in
0: there. We're,
2: we're, we're going to be all right. All
0: we're right. So, all right. All right. So before, before we go to hoops talk, before we go to hoops talk, I want to do, I want to do a couple NFL notes here and then we can, you gotta, you gotta just educate me on the NBA because it's about time I got into it because it's, it's <laughs> about that time I got into it. But I did want to ask you about something I wrote today. Um, so, I need your thoughts and I know you're not a Kelly Stafford fan. I'm just going to, I'm going to put that out front. Like, and I know, and you know, I'm a big fan, but I just kind of want your thoughts on this scenario, you know, objectively or subjectively. What do I want? Which one do I want? Subjectively. Yeah. I want subjectively. I want your subjective opinion on this. So Kelly Stafford, they're moving out to LA and I had a feeling in the back of my head, this would happen. So Ke- Kelly Stafford, the Stafford's moving out to LA. So last night or this morning or something, she posts, like some private stay at the airport or the private jet place. I don't know. It's something very expensive and it's something for rich people for when you're waiting at an airport, whatever. And she posts this thing and it's like an ad and it says like, don't forget like when you're flying in LAX and you have a layover, like rent one of these, it's super nice, blah, blah, blah. She gets eviscerated in the comments by a lot of angry suburban Karens and moms and like, you know, uh, you know, middle-aged men that are just like, thanks, we can't afford it. Why would you show us this? This is for rich people. Like this is what rich people do. Uh, yeah, let me just throw six grand for this. Like, why do you promote ads? You make so much money. Like, why are you doing this? Um, and I came to her defense, and I wrote an article and just said, like, hey, Michigan, they're loaded, and they're moving out to LA. This is going to happen. Like, there's, you know, you're not going to get Coney dogs and Verner's all the time. You know, they're going to get private jets and champagne and. There's rich people that follow them too, and they're now in LA. And this is the stuff that they do out there that wealthy people do that wealthy people will follow. So, this is what she's doing. I don't think she deserves to be eviscerated for it. And that was my take on it. So, I was just curious what you think. I, I, I can't even believe this is a topic, but I, well, I, I believe it's a topic. I see it
2: twofold. All right. One, I will never, I would never be one to count another man's, you know, count another man's pocket. Right. Um, whatever Matthew Stafford um, earned, he totally deserves it. I think uh, whatever a professional athlete earns, they deserve it 100 percent because. It, what it takes, the sacrifices, yeah. the, the work, everything
0: it takes to be in that
2: position to a professional athlete.
0: To make money as a professional athlete, like right. it's, it's exactly. same with music, to get paid for your music, to get paid as a professional athlete is just like good for you. Like, I don't know. Exactly. So
2: that's, that's great. You know, that's awesome. You know, I will never say, you know, pro athletes are paid too much. I would say, you know, instead of people bitching at, you know, team owners for paying the athletes too much, they need to bitch at the government to pay teachers more, yeah. you know, instead of trying to compare those two things, fight the right battle. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Okay. Um, in this case, I think it's just a, I think it's a point of being out of touch with society.
0: Okay.
2: I think it's being out of uh, Kelly Stafford's being a little bit out of touch. And, you know, because she, she hasn't struggled, you know, since in her adult life, we'll say, I don't know what her childhood was or anything like that, but in her adult life, she hasn't.
0: Financially struggled.
2: She hasn't financially struggled. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I know she went through some stuff. I'm not going to jump on you for
0: that. That'd be ridiculous. (laughs) Right. She
2: hasn't financially struggled. She hasn't had, she hasn't, wanted something that she couldn't have.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's, it's almost kind of like walking by a homeless person and the loose change in your pocket and throwing it in a the, in the garbage can. Mm-hmm. Because that's being out of touch with society, out of touch with, with um, reality. Mm-hmm. I think to a point she's out of touch a little bit with normal day people. I don't think she, I think them being in there, it's awesome, it's great, do it, stuck. You earned it. Right. Okay. You earned yeah. it. Yeah. But I don't think, I think the caption to it was what was mis- misread and, you know, mistakenly, you know, out of place. Don't say, she could set a caption like, oh my God, we're, big shout out to the people at so-and-so company for, you know, hooking us up with this great place while we're waiting for our trip. Yeah, Boom. Don't say while you're here. Don't forget to stop in this place and you know all that stuff because not everyone can do that. Right, not everyone has the means to do that.
0: Right, and part of me does think though that is you know it is not her job to cater to everyone. And anything she does sponsor or post, like as she said, she donates to people at Christmas time, which is very nice. So whatever she got paid for that is going right into a donation in a charity. Um, and I just think you know, like, what do you? I don't know. What are you getting mad at somebody for? So, okay. So just blanket in general, like even if you didn't like it, which like, you know, you seem to have a pretty fair stance on it. Like I can't see you ever going into her comments and being like, no, like, like yelling at her for it or whatever, you no, know, like no. whatever you want to Abs- say. Absolutely
2: not. I would, I would not, I would not comment anything negative. I, if anything, if I commented on that, I'll be like, awesome. You know, Hey, you know, great.
0: Something like that. Nice. Like, but I wouldn't be like, oh my God, how dare you? Right. But that, they, they earned it. They yeah. earned it. And, and you got a lot of people doing that though. Got a lot of people going in there and just being like, what's wrong with you? Us in Michigan can't afford it. Like hope they don't. Oh, oh golly <laughs> gee. You know, like how boot that? Like, okay. Yeah, whatever. Like, it's just not everyone is just like the the good old Midwestern middle income Michigan people like, and newsflash, they never have been, you know, just because they seem relatable and like, whatever they're going out to LA now. And this is, this is like what you do. And I don't know. You can do that. You, you make it sound like that's just an LA thing. You can do that in Michigan. You can stunt in Michigan. No, I totally agree. (laughs) I totally agree. But I just think now you're going to see more of that. Like, to be honest with you, like luxury, sweet condos at the airport feel like a little more of an LA thing than a Metro Detroit thing. <laughs> that, that's all I mean by that. Right. The uh, pores,
2: the pores in
0: Michigan are mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's honestly, it was just like, ah, like you, you've gone so LA on us. Like they've always had that house there, like whatever they did. I don't know. So just wanted to, just wanted to touch on that. Cause uh, there are definitely some people you know, getting mad at me in the comment section. A lot of salt. A lot of salt factory on the Instagram today. But, hey, whatever. You know, you stand in the box, take your shots. I don't care. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't give a shit. Um, all right, cool. So, now that we're into the NBA, kind of, with the segue of S- Kelly Stafford. um free- NFL. What did I say? NBA? Yeah. Yeah, I got NBA on the brain. We're not there yet, though.
2: <laughs>
0: we're not there yet. So, NFL. NFL. What? So, big big trade today. Uh, Wentz. Wentz goes to the Colts. Wentz goes to the Colts. Um, here, let's do one word reaction. We'll start this now. I'll, I'll start. I'll give you a second to think of your one word reaction. I'm gonna say it. Yuck. That's my one word reaction. What's yours? Bamboozled. Bamboozled. Who got bamboozled?
2: Um, the it's. I don't know. Both of them. Yeah, it's just <laughs> this, yuck. That's why is, it's yuck. This is how this trade went down. <laughs> the GM. From uh, Indy calls Philly, hey, you still want to trade Wentz? And they're like, yeah. Well, you give us for him. They're like, ah, well, we'll give you um, some spicy nugs and uh, high C orange from McDonald's. And Ooh, not they, bad. They said, oh, say less. Yeah, here, here's <laughs> Wentz. You know, I think it was it was a it was a big trade. Um, but I don't know. I think you know this could be the resurgence of Wentz. He's re, uh, reuniting with Frank Wright, so. Who knows? We'll see. But I don't I don't I don't it's not a sexy trade. It's not something that's you know, I'm gonna take the time of reposting.
0: Yeah, I just I just don't like it. Um I just think that Wentz has he had like his a pretty good one good year, two good years? Is that fair to say? One or two good years and you know, I mean, Foles Foles won in the fucking Super Bowl, which is Big the, <laughs> <neck>! <laughs> which is still the funniest the funniest story to me in the NFL ever. Um and I just I don't know, like the Colts offense wasn't anything dynamic. They were the Colts because they had that suffocating defense and they have a good run game, but I mean, I just I don't know. I don't see Wentz going there with his relief pitcher wind up um, and his, you know, run through wall mentality and just changing that offense. And that contract's just monstrous.
2: Right. And I just think overall too, it's just like the Colts is a boring organization. They've yeah. always been a boring organization. There's nothing been sexy about the Colts.
0: No. You haven't,
2: you haven't like say like, oh man, I can't wait to watch that Colts game at four o'clock today.
0: I agree. I mean, even when they had Peyton, Peyton was never sexy. He was never no. sexy.
2: Even when they had – um Peyton, they had uh Edrin James. Edrin James wasn't sexy in, in mm-hmm. the uh Marvin wasn't sexy No, there. It wasn't it wasn't They're a not sexy, sexy organization. Sexy.
0: They're not sexy, no, not at all. And Wentz makes them just like less sexy, like yeah, sexy. The redhead from Philly who throws like a relief pitcher, like heading down there, who's always <laughs> literally always injured. Um, so like I like there's some weird shit though, too. So the trade was what was it, the Colts. The Colts got Carson Wentz, and who did the who did the Eagles get? The Eagles get a third round pick in twenty twenty one, a conditional second rounder in twenty twenty two, and I think that turns into a first if he plays. as As for that conditional twenty twenty two second rounder, it does bump up to a first if Wentz plays in seventy five of the snaps next season, or if he plays in seventy percent of the snaps. And Indy reaches the playoffs. So you gotta believe he's gonna hit. I mean, unless he gets hurt, like that's not that crazy to me. Um, well, let's just think if about if he's the, the fact. starting if he's the starting quarterback, you know. Like that's not maybe that maybe he
2: does maybe he doesn't have it anymore. You know, have we thought about that? Maybe his when? arm, maybe he has a yeah, maybe he has a dead arm now. Oh, I've definitely thought of that. Maybe he doesn't have it anymore. And you know, it's I just think it, it was a. Uh, you know what I think the The Colts won the trade, you know, they got a player who still might potentially be good. they're not giving up the farm for him. They're not giving anything up for him. No.
0: And when, but like as a Colts fan, you got to just be like, damn it. Like they like, (laughs) they had, they lost rivers and it looked like this crazy QB market. You know, like you had, people were talking to Sean Watson, Matthew Stafford, like Roger's name has come up. Like whether it's realistic or not, I've heard Russell Wilson once out of Seattle, you know, this was supposed to be like, and I've said it on here five times. Like, I think this can be the most historic QB shakeup in an NFL history, it's kind of looking like it's not going to be that anymore. But but as a Colts fan, you you definitely had to have your hopes a little higher than Carson Wentz.
2: Right, definitely. And, yeah, this this QB carousel is, is not taking the sexy turn that we thought it would be.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, Stafford just kind of blew it out of the water. He just kind of did that, and, like, everyone was like, whoa, no one's going to get a haul like that.
2: Well, I don't know. We'll see where Deshaun Watson lands.
0: Do you think he's going to go somewhere?
2: Yeah, they'll end up trading him. He'll he'll end up going somewhere. And uh, I think he's probably going to
0: end up in Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, love that. Love that journey for him. And I hope he gets out and they get what he wants. Because speaking of the Texans, great segue, uh, they just continue to do things that, like, blow my mind, um, that really make me think they're, like, one of the worst managed teams, player personnel-wise, in football. And – they outright released JJ Watt, and I have to know what you think about this.
2: Um, I think it was. I think it was. Um, it was not as bad as you as you think.
0: Okay, I mean, hear, me, hear me out. I think yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, I
2: got you because I just he, it blew my mind. He wanted out of there. Okay, all right. There's no way he was going to be there. So they were going to have to negotiate. They were going to have to re-sign him. And trade. Where, where, where was his contract at? Sorry. I think he had like one year or so left and at a high, high dollar amount. Um, So they were going to have to either re-sign him and trade him or do a sign and trade, a a trade and sign with another team, um, Mm -hmm. which was going to be just, you know, a bunch of different headaches of going through those, those um, hoops and everything like that. And they weren't going to get much for him. He had such a high number on his, on his contract. Okay. Um, I thought the the best move the Texans have made in this entire debacle of an
1: organization that
2: they have was giving JJ Watt the respect of just trading him, of just releasing him, so he can choose where he wants to go, as opposed to being traded to Cincinnati, right? You know where he can't win. Yeah. At, At this point in JJ Watt's career, he has made a shit ton of money. Now he has to, instead of chasing dollars, he has to chase rings. Mm-hmm. He has to go to a a, a a team that's in, that can contend right away. Yeah. So I think that's the thinking behind it. And I think it was more so the respect factor for J.J. Watt, for what, he de- what he's done for the city of Houston, for the Houston Texans organization and everything like that.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I guess it's just mind blowing to me that the JJ Watt story ends in Houston with just being outright released, um, especially with a few years of juice still left in him. To be honest, I don't 100% know how much he's producing. I know he's not like JJ Swatt, you know, like he used to be. And like, I know he's been banged up and this and that and the other thing. But to me, I just thought, I mean, and weird using the lions is like, you know, a beacon of the right thing to do, but you know, like sounds like they sat down with Matthew Stafford said, you want to go here, here, here. You don't want to go here. All right, let's see what we can do to me. I just thought, why can't the Texans say like, you know, Hey, you got, you got Pittsburgh here. You got the Browns here. You got X, Y, Z. Here's your short list. Where do you not want to go? All right, let's see if we can get a fourth rounder for you. And, and you'll be okay with any of these landing spots to me, just like, the Texans have no first-round draft picks forever, and they've given up so much that it just seemed like another uh, bad decision in a stream of bad decisions.
2: Okay, so if you're
0: who is the best defensive player on the Texans, go. I have no idea. I don't know if you I can would, name. You would say JJ Watt. Oh, without a doubt, I I will. Sorry, yes, I would say JJ Watt. If you a doubt. go to
2: Houston and you ask anybody that, they would say JJ Watt. So now, as an organization, after you you traded. Um, D. Hopkins yeah. for a bag
0: of peanuts. Yeah. Now you're
2: going <laughs> to trade JJ Watt for a fourth round pick.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's better than just letting him walk, right? No. You you save face by
2: by saying, hey, you know, we respect you. We want you to go and choose your own path that you can win a championship with. Yeah. We don't want to handcuff you anymore.
0: I know. I just wish they could have. I, I just feel like they could have. Like, if this was the Lions, I would have been like, why the hell couldn't we send him to, like, his top five teams? Because, like, I feel like there's a deal that could have been done. But I. But then again, I have no idea what those negotiations look like. I have no idea what the headache, headache looks like. You know, like, I'm just a guy sitting in my living room talking about it. Um, But, yeah, like, I just, it didn't make sense to me. That's a little more clarity. But, yeah, I didn't. I still, I still think they could have got, like, a fourth-round pick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think a fourth-round pick is is more uh, disrespectful than releasing them.
0: Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I just – I don't know. It's wild to me that J.J. Watt just walked for nothing. Um, and everything I'm reading right now is the Browns are the hot landing spot because because uh, no double teams. That's what I'm reading. No more double teams for J.J. Watt.
2: Well, I think any anywhere that – he goes that's in contenders, he's not going to get double teamed. If he goes to Pittsburgh, he's not going to get double teamed. Um, He's got his brother on the other side, TJ, that right now TJ is drawing all the double team. Um, And I think Pittsburgh might be, it's, it's a realistic landing spot for him because Bud Dupree, who was, who got injured, um, was it's going to be a free agent and mm-hmm. they could just say, Hey, you know, we're going to part ways with you, bud. Thank you for your time. We're going to bring JJ in because we want to win right now. Right. Um, get all and dude, think about the fucking fuzzies.
0: With the Watts right. and in Pittsburgh too. It's like in pretty Pittsburgh, ridiculous. Every yeah.
2: pri- How many primetime games are you going to fucking get? Yeah. If you have all three Watt brothers on that, the same team.
0: Yeah. That storyline too will be played more than like the Stafford went to high school with, Clint Kershaw storyline too,
2: right? And I just already see Chris Collinsworth saying that so many fucking times. I'm getting sick of it. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the the other the other fuzzy one too that everyone seems to love is him like going back to Wisconsin and playing for Green Bay. Right. I don't see that happening. No, I don't see that happening. Um, what I could
2: see, what I you know, call me a homer, but I don't know. Buffalo could make some shakeups. Um, if, but I don't know if they That'd have be to- sick. I don't know if they have the cap space for him, um, but if anyone can do it, as Brandon Bean, the GM for the Bills, he, he, can, he can find a way to do it.
0: Right, um, and I mean, it, and if JJ's trying to win, you know, I mean, like, Bills are a hot-ass team right now.
2: Exactly, exactly. Then it's – I think he's that key piece for the run defense. I think that's where they struggled with this year. Um, but, yeah, I definitely see Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. I see those as – as a uh, big landing spots for him, oh,
0: yeah, hell yeah. Well, speaking of uh, hot spots right now, hot teams, um, you want to move into the NBA? We could do a little, we could do a little Pistons talk, a little hoop, yeah. Let's, hoops let's talk. talk about
2: the Stones,
0: let's do it, let's do it. I, yeah, I to be honest, I've been a bad Hoops fan for a while, probably since like the Pistons lost Ben Wallace on the roster, um, but. Not not that bad. I haven't been that bad, but I <laughs> have been watching the Wings this year, and they suck to watch. And the Wings are not only bad, but they're also shitty to watch. You can be bad and be exciting to watch, and that's what I that's what I'm hearing and seeing. The Pistons are lately that they are just uh, a team working hard. You know, not a not a necessarily a talented team, but they're they're kind of fun to watch.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, right now obviously they're dead last in the Eastern Conference. Oh yeah, represent. Uh,
0: <laughs> represent Detroit.
2: Uh, right, but they they are a fun team to watch. I think they're a, they're a young team, you know, they traded Rose um, and Blake Griffin is on the trading block. We're going to get into that a little bit when we you know, you know mention the Draymond Green comments there. Um but their their team, like I said they're a young team and they hustle. So they make it fun for uh for a true fan that's watching it, watching them, and you want to see these young guys come up and develop and grow to, you know, what you think could go back to the glory days of the Tayshawn Prince, the Chauncey Billups, the Big Ben—they're going to work exactly. So it, it's it's interesting, and you know, I'm excited to see where where you know they could go uh, because I really think that they're they team that's definitely trending up, um, but their record might not show it right now.
0: Well, it seems like Jeremy Grant seems like the best signing the city of Detroit has had in the past like 3 years. I mean, he's absolutely kill ke- Isn't he like on the verge of becoming like a he's a budding star?
2: Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely and, you know, is.
0: Last night I saw they had like a 25 point lead and they blew it to the Bulls. Um so tough <laughs> tough <laughs> night for Detroit just losing to Chicago all around.
2: Yeah, but this Jeremy Grant, he's averaging 23 points a game, dude. He's he's Leading the team in score, man. Leading the team in minutes, um, games played, um, everything. So he—he's a kid. He's a kid that's gonna, you know, turn out to be one of those beloved stars in Detroit.
0: Well, I will start watching the Pistons so I can contribute a little more to this because right now I'm like talking out of my ass, and the only thing I really know about the Pistons is that. So so. Is this the new thing in the NBA when you know you're going to trade someone, you sit them so they don't get hurt? Is that why? Or they don't get exposed? Or what is it?
2: I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it's something that, that's been that's been going on. Now, you see it sometimes in baseball a little bit, but not as much as the NBA. And there's been a lot of criticism that's that's been drawn out for this um, from the player side of things. Because some guys, they want to play. If mm-hmm. you're going to trade me tomorrow, And I'm here in the arena right now. Let me play Mm -hmm. because there's a bunch of different things that's possibly built in your contracts for incentive wise, um, for advertising wise. Mm -hmm. You know, why not put on a good show for, you know, someone who might want to trade for you?
0: And, you know, believe it or not, some of these guys like like the game. You know what I mean? Like, I just like I, I feel like sometimes we do forget that. Like, you know, I know it's their job and I know they make a ton of money, but I don't know. Sitting game sucks.
2: Exactly. And uh, so the whole thing with uh, Draymond Green, because uh, Blake Griffin, he's one of those guys that he's on the trading block right now and and the Pistons have decided they're not going to play him until he's traded.
0: They mutually Um, agreed, though, I heard. So a little bit different scenario than uh, what's going on in other parts of the league.
2: Right. Mutually agreed. Plus, the thing is, Blake wants out of here. Blake is a, he's a West Coast guy. He's a, you know, I know he went to University of Oklahoma and everything like that, but he got that taste of life in LA with the Clippers. And the the best thing that he could do here in Detroit is go to prime and proper for dinner. Right. And
0: and he wants to work in media when he's done. I mean, he wants to be like a, he was doing like a comedy tour. Like he, he's like a funny guy. He wants to be on TV and stuff. I think he wants just, you know, it's like why LeBron went out to the West Coast, in my opinion. Like once it's all said and done, he wants to be in that lifestyle.
2: Right. And I think the whole thing with Blake, too, is I think Blake loves being uh, an athlete more than being a player. OK, if, if what that makes mean? sense. He likes the idea of, you know, like, hey, I'm an NBA player. I'm an NBA athlete. I, you know, I get you know, I've made this much money. I can I can use it to get to you know, to open these doors and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And Oh, by the way, I got to play a game.
0: Too. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that for sure.
2: So I think that's just his, his thinking there. And that's why, you know, I, I guarantee probably within the next three years, Blake Griffin will not be in the NBA.
0: Uh, yeah. I, it just kind of seems that way. Cause like, I mean, you keep seeing the stats everywhere that he hasn't dunked in a game since, you know, early 2019. It's just like, I don't know. I, I, I love Blake Griffin. I just think, I think he's a funny guy and like, he hasn't complained about Detroit or the trade or anything, you know, he's kind of just put his head down and the one year, the year he was here when we came in as the eighth seed and got just destroyed by the box. I mean, he had an unbelievable year that year and played his heart out and, you know, but I think that was, that was pretty much it. I think that's, you know, all he was able to give us.
2: Right. Exactly. And go to proper proper
0: for. <laughs> the <States>. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I hear that. So, I mean, yeah, so he's getting sat, and I know you want to talk about uh, people getting sat in the NBA, um, so go ahead. Yeah,
2: so I just think it's not just about people getting sat in the NBA. It's, it's a whole thing overall about professional athletes being held at high regards, but yet not respected at high regards. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I understand. I, so, I think I
0: understand. I mean, keep, keep going.
2: Yeah. From, from any perspective, from if there's a lockout or something like that, all of, all of a sudden the fans would say, Oh, it's cause you know, these athletes are rich and they're spoiled and want more money, blah, 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 blah. blah. But no, it's not about that. Maybe it's for medical, maybe it's for stuff for the the people that came before them. Um, and it's the same thing in basketball right now. If a guy wants to be traded you know, everyone's like, oh, he should be happy with, you know, the fact that he's playing in the NBA. But, you know, blah, 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 blah. And but if a team wants to trade a guy and openly says it, there's there's no issue with it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like, oh, well, it's a business decision. He's the boss. And, <laughs> da, 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 you know, like, yeah, oh, it's bullshit. You mm-hmm. know, they're both entities in order. It's, it's the whole the chicken or the egg. What came yep. first without the players? The owners are, are not rich. Mm-hmm. You know, without yeah. their owners, the players aren't rich. Mm-hmm. So, what is it? He's so, and that's why my boy Draymond Green went on this tirade because I remember it was two years ago. He was fined. He was on the set of, uh, and, and inside the NBA, and he spoke about um, uh, a player from the Suns. Uh, shit, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, he spoke about Devin Booker. He said Devin Booker should leave Phoenix. Um, and this was while he was on the set of, you know, inside NBA on TNT and Draymond got fined 50 grand for saying that. Mm -hmm. So, and now these guys are coming out and there's this clip that I want to play. And I just want to get your opinion and your take on, on it. All right. So just before I play this clip, I want, you know, to just get your take on this after this Draymond on green, absolutely blast the NBA of treatment of its players citing various examples of double standards around the league. Okay. Here's, here's the clip
1: to watch Andre Drummond before the game, uh, sit on the sideline and go to the back and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him. is bullshit because when James Harden asked for a trade, and essentially dogged it. I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's gonna fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team, and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, Oh, we wanna trade a guy, and then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer, and he's not good in someone's locker room, and he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench, you know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game, and we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player, but teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional at some point as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have, because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation, but, but a team can say they're trading you. And that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not his career is on the line at some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this, you can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined I think $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond is getting traded publicly and we're looking to trade him publicly and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, "Oh, my mental health is off." Everybody go crazy about that, too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game to be great, to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's heavy. I mean, I love I love Day Day. I've always loved Day Day. He's one of my favorite MSU Spartan basketball players and athletes of all time. He was there when I was there. And I just I love that he. So, not everything he said I've always agreed with one hundred percent, or even you know a little bit. But this one, I think he makes a very strong point, and it's well spoken. And I think he speaks for a lot of players. And I've always loved that he is not afraid to speak up. And I think he represents MSU well. That's just a side point, but he makes a very strong point here uh, with what he's saying. And I agree with the examples that he has laid out 100%. And I think a lot of the times in these situations of the, like, he wants to trade, uh, he's demanding a trade, we're going to trade him. It's public, it's private. We've talked about it. We haven't talked about it. I think a lot of it can be, it's a case by case scenario, Um just of like what the player situation is and the relationship situation is how he got to the team. Like, for example, I just looked up really quick if, if uh, Harden signed with the Houston Rockets and he was traded there from Oklahoma city thunder. So just for example, there, just to give my opinion on it, that would have changed things a little bit if, you know, Harden signed there for X years for a ton of money, and said, "This is the thing. I, you know, I'm going to be the future. This is like what the direction we're headed." And then demands a trade a couple of years later. That changes it. Why? Um, just because that it depending on the situation. That would that the only thing that would change it there is you know if you sit down, you sign a player. You guys have the discussions. Hey, you're the future. We're heading in this direction. You agree with everything we're doing here? If we if we as ownership. Fulfill A, B, and C and try to put the pieces around you or whatever X, Y, and Z we agree on for our five-year plan here. And you're demanding a trade after two or three years. I think a little bit there, and it goes both ways. I just want you to know. Yeah, but what
2: if I I get that if if the owners provide X, Y, and B, whatever you said, um, yeah, that's – then you, if you but you if they don't, a trade. but if they don't,
0: yes, then, then you're then, fine without a doubt. I totally yeah, agree but, with that.
2: But, and, and so you know, something to what Draymond's saying as well, too, is that a lot of this stuff is put on the players if a guy comes in and has to have a bad season a bad year everyone's like oh this guy sucks this guy sucks why don't they say hey this organization sucks they're yeah. not putting you know good pieces around this guy it is just starting to come out now in the nfl with what you're seeing with the texans all right because now people are like really taken aback and being like wait a second They have JJ Watt, they have Deshaun Watson, they have DeAndre Hopkins, but they got rid of him. They got rid of, you know, both those guys. Now what? You know, it's on the organization. They're the ones that are in the wrong. But I don't think a lot of times people say that people are quicker to blast the players as opposed to the organization.
0: Without a doubt. And I I totally agree with you, J.U. And I agree with what Draymond said there. For me, I just had to, you know, the individual scenarios he's mentioning, I don't know them super well. I can do it a little better with the NFL. And I think we can look at a couple situations here. Number one, Matthew Stafford. This is the easiest one to look at. He asked for a trade. Um, and as fans, we were kind of forgiving because it's just like, man, fuck, it's the Detroit Lions. They haven't put anyone around him. They haven't had a hundred yard rusher in X amount of games. XYZ, Deshaun Watson, perfect example. Like, it's hard not to side with him there when you look at what the Texans have done. You took away his number one receiver, arguably the number one receiver in the NFL. Here's a here's a reverse scenario, and I'm not, like, hunting for reasons to defend ownership. I hope you know that. I'm just looking at different scenarios. Right, Melvin Gordon, uh, two, three years ago, uh, had a breakout year with the Chargers. Chargers were kind of trending upward, had a really good defense, and he held out and demanded a trade uh, or, a, or a contract renewal and he essentially lost out on that deal because they ended up getting Eckler ended up being a breakout star and that kind of faded on him to me I don't know what the Chargers did wrong there to break up that relationship you know and that one you look at the player a little more
2: right but the thing is this why is it that a player gets criticized
0: if he wants to trade but a team doesn't get criticized if they trade a player because I feel like the league and ownership spins it into this like they make them look selfish and they're more popular and their contracts are more public. I don't think it's right. I'm just telling you, this is what I think it is. Their, their contracts are public. The people know who they are. They all have Twitter handles as opposed to like a Martha Ford who it's like, God knows how much money she has. She's not a public figure and she's not as interesting. And it's easy to just call them not a team player. You know, it's just easy to say that. Right. Exactly. And I just think,
2: you know, I totally agree with Draymond on on not just NBA. I think all sports, um, you know, I think players need to be, um, you know, treated more professionally than they're treated. Um, I think ownership don't treat players as as people. I think they treat them as assets, assets, things projects, different mm-hmm. things like that. And, uh, you know, and that's the whole, the whole thing in professional sports here. And that's, and I think that's where the lines get blurred a little bit with professional sports and these owners. Um, and I hate to say this, but all professional sports is kind of like the slave mentality. Yeah. Yeah you know it it definitely
0: is a lot of people get mad at that just from the salaries they make and obviously like the luxury and stuff they have you know um and and there i do think there is i think it is like a scenario by scenario type situation personally you know like i'm not 100% aware of like the Andre Drummond conversation and stuff like that like does he want to sit does he want to play no um, he was he was dressed yeah they
2: came out. he was dressed in his in his in his jersey, everything to play. And then there's like, no, you're not. You go back and put street clothes on. We're trading you. Yeah. We don't, we don't want you to play. You haven't been traded yet, mm-hmm. but we're going to trade you.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's that's wild. Yeah. And like for him to not have any control over that, I guess, is kind of tough. The only so, like, the one question I guess I have for you is just like, you know, if if your boss asks you to do something, you know, do you do it like kind of deal, you know, and like what when does the line you know, get crossed or blurred there at some point, you know, cause if like the owner of the company I work for, if he asked me to do something, you know, like or did, told me not to come to work one day or whatever it was like, I'd probably do it. So I'm just like, I'm just honestly like, that is the argument you hear on the other side of things. Is it just like, well, that's the head of your company that you work for and he's asking you to do something.
2: Right. I get it. But I think it's, it's, there's some, I totally understand where that but i i don't think you can compare that i think that's comparing apples to oranges okay i don't think you can compare that to for example the company i work for if i'm not there they're still gonna be successful they're still gonna make money mm-hmm. if an nba play if um, let's say aaron rogers says i'm not playing in green bay
0: mm-hmm. green
2: bay's gonna hurt a little bit
0: Yeah, that's a whole different team.
2: Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So Mm -hmm. that's fair. Very fair. You have some leverage. You have some stuff. So like it's it's apples and oranges with when people say, "Well, my employer," it's
0: it's totally different. You're right. You're right. That's fair. That's no. It's that's an absolutely good way to put it. Um, And yeah, I just I mean I agree with what Draymond said, and I uh, yeah I mean it is like. James Harden did get eviscerated for wanting to leave Houston, you know, and like, (laughs) um, I mean, it was kind of funny watching him get like pudgy and like finding out how much he loves (laughs) Houston strip clubs.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: That was something I could definitely get behind.
2: And dude, I got to tell you like, oh, back in my day, back in my single day, uh, (laughs) I have family in Houston. My cousins used to take me to the, to the strip clubs in Houston. And oh man, the food. Yeah. Unreal the food's unreal and some of them are BYOB so you go there with your Ooh. your cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just sitting there and it's it's just a it's more than a strip it's just like a social set. It's like a regular bar or club, you know, yeah. but just happen to have naked chicks yeah. dancing.
0: The Houston Hard Hitters. Yeah, no, that's that's fucking cash. Um Yeah, man, I don't know and I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how they, you know, come to scenarios. I just think it just feels like a lot of it could be solved with like good old fashioned communication type deal. Um, You know, I mean, there's, you know, Calvin Johnson was never someone to like go public while he was playing. You know, that's a guy who honored his contract and he signed his contract and said he'd play through it and all that, you know, and this was a little before the days of guys, you know, demanding trades publicly and Twitter and all of that, I feel like, and it just feels like it's, it's like relationships and communication. And it's like, if Calvin wasn't getting what he wanted, you know, how could we get him out and get our return for it? Um, you know, and make sure he gets paid or say his body hurts. I don't know. I don't know. I am very curious of the inner workings of things like that. And, and something that we've mentioned a couple of times today, you know, you're, we mentioned Carson Wentz contract with, if you play 70% of the snaps, 75% of the snaps, you're talking about incentive-based stuff. You know, just from you being on the sidelines in the NFL and seeing things like that, I've always been so fascinated with incentive-based shit in contracts and what that does to the coach, what that does to play calling, what that does to player utilization, how much the ownership is in someone's ear. Um, And just for example, to keep this rant going, like last game of the season, uh, um Manny Sanders needed nine grabs or whatever to uh, to hit his fucking five hundred thousand dollar bonus I know these guys are rich but that's I mean that's (laughs) moving the needle that's a lot of cash (laughs) yeah you know like and Taysom Hill found him you know 10 times in that game for his highest receiving number yards of the season you know and I just wonder is is Peyton trying to stop that because ownership's saying to do it, you know, but like is Taysom in the huddle saying hit him up is Peyton Sean Peyton saying fucking hit him up and ain't my money? Like no, I they're they're on their the
2: sides of the play. The coaches, the the coaches, the players, they all know these things going in. Um you get you get breakdown every game of how many what percentage of the play of the snaps you took and everything like that. So and then the, and how, end how it end contributes the to contract. Yeah, exactly. And but yeah, so going in, you know, you'll be in a team meeting and the coach would be like, Hey, you got you got you get ten catches, you get five hundred thousand. He's not he might not say that number, but he's like, Hey, you get ten catches, you get your incentives, let's do it this week. Yeah. And then everyone's
1: like, Yeah, let's fucking go. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's oh yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely something that people are aware of. And you got your your offensive coordinator. And the defensive court, hey, get us the ball back. You know, this dude needs two more catches. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it is, and that's how you play the game too. Um, you're winning. You might take a timeout, <laughs> so yeah. there's more time on the clock. So yeah, It's just definitely. interesting. And
0: I didn't know what side the coaches stood on that. You know. Oh no, but, the coaches definitely want the players to to get all the money. Because it ain't they their can. money, right? Yeah. Exactly. And it's like I don't know. As a good owner, you'd think like if it's if you budgeted for it, like you know.
1: Oh, a you good wanna, owner.
0: Want- yeah, a good owner wants you to get your get your incentives because yeah. they're winning too. Yeah, right. Obviously, but yeah, I mean, just to put a bow on the Draymond thing, like I think he makes a really strong point, and for me, it's it's a lot of it is is scenario based, and like, I, you know, I I don't I don't know if in my brain it's a hard stance one way or the other. I think in the scenarios that Draymond stated, like without a doubt, he makes a very strong point that there needs to be more respect both ways or more, uh, criticism both ways. But with some of them, I do, I do feel like it is the scenario you're in in the situation and how they got to that point. You know, does that, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Let's, let's move into over under everyone's favorite part of the show. If you never listened before, which if you are a new listener, welcome. Thank you. We're happy you're here. My buddy formerly known as the fat accountant from Cleveland, sends me a list of 10 things we go through them i've never seen them before we talk about if that item is over or underrated he is pissed at me because i made fun of him on the show too hard a couple weeks ago justice Uh, for jerry yeah and ju's kind of on his side but i think like deep down he actually believes believes in me like i think he actually takes my side (laughs) here but like for the show he's taking um his side so A couple weeks ago, I had some fans sending stuff, and we got a bunch of entries. We had a bunch of over-under entries, and we haven't used them all. So let's use one that was sent in a few weeks ago. So they might be a little dated, but that's okay. We'll deal with it. This is from Brian Gatliff, uh, my good buddy that I play hockey with. So Brian sent in this list. list. So let's let's just take it from the top here, Jay. Uh, Who do you – or do you want to go first or second? Fuck yeah, I'll go first. I love that shit. I love that shit. (laughs) I love that shit. All right, number one on the list: Girl Scout cookies, Thin Mints, over underrated.
2: Oh fuck that! It's definitely overrated. because well, I don't like chocolate, um, I'm not a minty guy, so uh, definitely over overrated. But Girl Scout cookies itself is underrated.
0: So, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? I feel like this chocolate throws like a monkey wrench into this. So, what one do you like? The fucking dosey does. No, I like the shortbread. Shortbread, oh my god, <laughs> Grandpa Jay.
2: And I like the lemonades. The lemonade is a new flavor, I think, within the last three, four years.
0: I don't even know what a lemonade is, so that's interesting. Yeah. The shortbread, I'm pretty sure my my gam my gam gam used to eat those with her tea. Uh, <laughs> speaking of tea, ten percent off. Sell the teas, Use code Fizz podcast. Fizz at checkout. Uh so Girl Scout cookies thin mints are completely underrated. I love them. I could eat an entire sleeve of them. They are my second favorite Girl Scout cookie to tagalongs. Tagalongs are the chocolate peanut butter boys. Now those are murder she wrote. Those are so fucking good. Thin mints are number 2. Number 3 is Samoas. Uh the coconut chocolate boys. All right, number 2 on the list, I'm up first. Uh G unit. g unit is Vastly underrated. I fucking loved G-Unit growing up. Uh, Obviously, Get Rich or Die Trying is like a top five album for me. Um, And then that was an easy segue into my sister used to buy me all the explicit albums. She's a little older than me, and she would always hook it the fuck up. I always had like the the parental advisory stuff behind my parents' back. I was always the first kid to have it in high school or not high school, grade school, and it was awesome. And I remember she took me to like a Sam Goody or a Harmony House, if anybody remembers. Sam Goody. Yeah, right? Those places rock, man. I miss those places. And uh, I had a choice between Ludacris, Chicken and Beer, or G-Unit, Beg for Mercy. And it was like driving me crazy. I didn't know which one I wanted to get. I ended up getting G-Unit, Beg for Mercy, and I don't regret that decision ever. I loved that album. So long explanation, but I love G-Unit. Yeah,
2: uh, definitely G Unit, definitely underrated. They got they had some stars. Tony Yale, yeah, G Unit. The yeah. game was yeah. in G Unit. Young uh, Buck, Young Buck, Lloyd Banks, Mike uh, Knox. On Andy, fire. The king of G Unit 50 Cent. Yeah. God damn. Underrated.
0: Yeah. Beg for Mercy. That fucking album rocked. Um, hell yeah. Hell yeah, G Unit. All right. Number three on the list. Jay's up. Jay's up. Uh strip clubs. It's so wild, but we always talk about this shit and then it's in the over under. So, strip clubs for you. Uh,
2: I think strip clubs are definitely underrated. Um, oh, there's, fuck. there's so many good things about strip clubs, so many good, f- like the food, the atmosphere, um, everything about a strip that, you know, just it's, we call it the shoe model in place. <laughs> uh, the Canadian oh, ballet. <laughs> yeah, because they only model the shoes.
0: <laughs> I get it. Oh my God, that's so good. I never heard that. Yes.
2: Um, no, but strip clubs are are definitely uh, under underrated. And, uh, you know, for another show, I can go through my top five, my top 10 cities for best strip clubs.
0: This is amazing. So I need to be taught how to do this. And I have to answer truthfully. And I can't just like, you know, feel like a plus a year, have to follow you. But I would if I was answering first, I would have completely said these are overrated. Like I am never uh, the guy to be like, yo, let's hit a strip club like, you know, the bachelor party. I wasn't like, yo, let's go there. I always lose a ton of money um, you know, the girls are, the girls kind of just depressed me a little bit, like being completely <laughs> honest. And and I've never, and I've never eaten there. I've never eaten there. But then again, you're talking to a guy who's been trapped in the mitten his whole life. Like I'm going to fucking bazookies and legends. I don't know how to do it right. Or like go to a good strip club. So like <laughs> if, if we're going down to Houston for the Houston hard hitters or something, you know, like I just yes. need to be taught how to do it, but for me, it's completely, it's completely fucking overrated for me because I'm cruising eight mile. Like that's.
2: Let me, let, let me tell you. This. So when you went, like, if you go, have you been to Vegas?
0: Yes, I've been to Vegas once on a work trip, though for like an old okay. right. That's what I mean. Like, okay, I but have you right. been
2: to a, a club and got bottle service with the boys? Yes, I have. That's the same thing of strip clubs now. It's going getting bottle service. It's not like. The, the strip clubs aren't like those old creeps where you sit there and you just, you know, give a dollar and the girl shakes her tits in front of you. and That has been
0: my experience. No,
2: it's a <laughs> whole entertainment factor of it. I remember when I was playing during the lockout on the Bills, after we, we went, we worked out. And after work, we would go for lunch at the strip club.
0: See, that's, but, what, that's what I mean.
2: Yeah, we'll go, we'll eat chicken wings. We'll, we will, like, there'll be people dancing and stuff behind. We'll be sitting at the bar having a drink, eating chicken wings, shooting the shit. It's not like we're sitting there with, like... Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. That's been my
0: experience in a Red Wings jersey after a Wings 5-1 loss. You know what I mean? Like, and it's $80 cover to get in and fucking Boris is taking your jacket off, you know, strip searching you. It's not a good experience for me. It hasn't been good. And then, you know, like I just have the stupid every time I'm like, that's someone's daughter. Like, you know, I just it's just it's just bad. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta change my attitude towards it. I got to like be shown the way, I think. I just got to be shown the way to do it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So just, I had to say that with a grain of salt. Uh, All right. Number four, I'm I'm up. I'm up. Yep. Number four, fruit by the foot, parentheses, lunchtime snack. Fruit by the foot, very underrated snack. Love fruit by the foot. Fun fact, my mom used to pack the best lunches for me ever, all the way through high school. And I'd have three fruit snacks in there every single fucking Mm -hmm. time. I'd have a fruit by the foot, a fruit roll up, and Gushers, and the Fruit by the Foot was always my favorite, then Gushers, then the Fruit Roll-Up was like whatever. It was like there. Underrated.
2: Uh, Fruit by the Foot's overrated. I'm, oh. a, I'm, I'm a Gushers guy.
0: I love Gushers, too, but I love yeah. Fruit by the Foot. No, I don't like Fruit by it's, it's just too much. Too much work. Too much work? So yeah. the, the one thing I will say about Fruit by the Foot is anybody who took a Fruit by the Foot, unwrapped it, balled it up, and popped it in their mouth – they are in prison today. Every one of those kids is in prison today. Every single one. Because that was sick fuck shit. I hated that. I hated that. All right. Number five. Uh, you're up, Jay. Uh, cats as pets. Fucking overrated. Uh, I, I don't
2: think cats. Um, I Don't get me wrong. I like animals. I like cats. <laughs> I just don't think cats have souls like they don't have they they don't they don't have any facial expression you know when you come home a dog runs to you you know licks you says hello a cat just like it just you know i put cats in the same categories as snakes
0: oh wow yeah yeah i i can see it i can see it i think you know they're
2: they're demented they're like this slither and just um i know my buddy zach And Lindsay, they're big cat lovers. They're going to hear this and they're going to be upset with me. But no, cats as pets are definitely overrated.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I'm not a cat guy. Like that's, I mean, you know, there's dog people, there's cat people. And I'm definitely a dog person, you know, and like my dog is smelly. He's dirty. He's not the brightest. He doesn't listen, but like, he's my fucking boy. And And he has a personality. Yeah, exactly. So I just, cats for me. Um, I get jealous of their self-sustainability sometimes, you know, if you leave a dog for too long, like if I leave a dog for too long, he's going to be in trouble, but like you leave a cat, they figure it out. You know, they, they, you know, you don't have to like let them out to piss and shit. Like the maintenance way of it, like, I guess is nice, but definitely I think cats are overrated. They don't get me going like dogs. I mean, it's all there is to it. Right. Number six, uh, I'm up Gin. Uh, gin as an alcohol, this is a great list, by the way, Brian, I'm really enjoying this. Um, gin is overrated to me and I've tried a bunch of times and only way gin works for me is good gin in like a super nice mixed drink, but even just like a gin and tonic or just even a good gin by itself, it's, it's never going to be one of my first choices. And I even have it like, I'm a dark, a dark, uh, liquor drinker. And I even have like vodka above gin. I'm not a gin fan personally overrated. Um yeah, I I say gin's overrated only because I
2: had such a terrible experience with gin in college. Um we got uh what we call bumpy face gin, the seagrams with the bottle that Yeah, all- yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> so, know exactly yeah, what you're talking got, about. Yeah, so we got uh like 3-4 bottles of that bumpy face gin and you know, we went to work on it and I just had the worst night of my life, uh, oh, so I'm sorry. ever since then I have
0: I have not had gin since college. So I'll say overrated. Funny, just in relation to that, we used to get Seagram Seven whiskey all the time, and one of my buddies was trying to get me to drink gin for a while, and he was picking up the alcohol once, and he said, "I grabbed some Seagrams." I said, "Great," and he showed up with that fucking gin. I wanted to beat the hell out of him <laughs> because he was, I told you I got Seagrams. Yeah, he did one of those. So fuck him. All right, number seven on the list, Jay is up. Wendy's fries. Uh, I think Wendy's fries is um, overrated.
2: Uh, I They don't have enough crunch for me. I like yet a crunchy fry, but yet still bursts in the middle with that soft and gooeyness. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I'm not a big fan of Wendy's fries.
0: I like Wendy's fries. They went to that natural cut or potato cut, whatever it is. Um, I like it. I think they're underrated. I don't think they're mind blowing. I wouldn't put them up as the best fries in the game or anything like that, but Wendy's fries do it for me. And you are not allowed to just say they're rated just fine. So I'm going to say that I'm giving the benefit of the doubt and say they're underrated. Number eight, number eight, this, this is a really good list. These are, these are things I feel like people are on, I feel like people are on the line about these items. And here's another great, item that some people hate some people love and I definitely have an opinion on it so number eight I'm up Joe Buck the announcer Joe Buck Joe Buck is underrated I don't understand Joe Buck hate um I don't know I've I've read people who are criticisms of him that he doesn't get excited enough but I think Joe Buck is as solid as they come and he's a professional and if you guys ever listen to him I'm part of my take it's completely different guy he swears he's loose he's cool I think he's a good announcer and I don't understand Joe Buck hate um, I
2: um I would have to say Joe Buck is, you know, definitely underrated. I think he's a talented guy, a guy that can do baseball one day, then turn around and does a football game and you know go back to the World Series. Uh, I, I love Joe Buck. I think he's a great announcer. Um, and it's not the announcer's job. It's it's the play-by-play guy's job to get excited. It's not the the uh, um, no, it's, a, it's not the play by play guy's job to get excited. It's the color analyst's job to get excited and all that mushy gushiness. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it is not Joe Buck's job to get excited for to watch. Your team needs to make some exciting plays. Yeah, I think so, Joe Buck's
0: solid. I mean, yeah. you, like when I hear Joe Buck's voice, I'm like, oh, primetime game. That's what I like. When I'm like, oh, big game, big game, I'm watching.
2: You know, about who's one of the best is uh, it's in college, Gus Johnson.
0: Oh yeah, of course, Gus Johnson. I mean, he's he's
2: fucking electric. Yeah, he's dude. Electric.
0: Gus, yeah, it's definitely. And you know who's too excited and overrated? I'm just gonna go take my shot at him right here. Is Dick by Dick Vitale? I just I think he's very overrated. Jeez, freaking Jock Jams called and want Dick Vitale back. <laughs> yeah, right. Diaper <laughs> dandy. Okay, number number nine. Uh, I think I let off. Right. Yeah. So you're up. Bonfires. Bonfires.
2: Oh, bonfires are definitely underrated. There's yeah. nothing better than sitting around a bonfire with some buds, some friends, your lady, you know, just drinking beers. Yeah. Uh, and just like, I love it.
0: I love bonfires. Uh, I think they're definitely um, underrated. Yeah. The sights, the sounds, the smells, bonfire is pure Michigan. I mean, you're talking about warm and fuzzies, Jay. That's, you know, that's the start of fall. Get the bonfire going, get the boys out there. Maybe, maybe heat up some captains and uh, cider. Like who knows, who knows bonfires rock bonfires rock. I don't even mind smelling like a bonfire, you know, <laughs> fuck it. Love bonfires. Bonfires are great. And number 10 on the list. Uh, last one here is, um, excuse me, the state of Florida. Florida. Um, I haven't been to Florida that much in my life. I don't have any beef with it. All I hear about are the stories that come out of there. of like Florida man. Yeah, Florida man, all that. (laughs) But I mean, I know some people who really like it there, and it seems like it's been a place where people are escaping to during this pandemic because they are just ignoring it. Um, I'm just going to say it's underrated. I have no beef with Florida. Um, It's fun to make fun of them and to laugh at the stories they have there. I'm not a huge fan of Orlando, but I'm sure there's better places there. So I'm going to give it the better I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say it's underrated.
2: Yeah, I'll say underrated as well. Similar to you, I have no beef with Florida. It's, you know, I'm neither here nor there on it. I love the fact they have nice weather year round Um I would like to be there somewhere with some near the beach drinking
0: a piña colada right now. Yeah, so. I wish I was I wish I was there right now like so right. I you know it'd be better than here. All right, well that'll do it. That'll do it for over under. Girl Scout thin mint cookies. I said uh underrated. Jay doesn't like chocolate. Overrated. <laughs> no uh they are underrated g-unit number three i I'm feeling
2: g-units ending the show today you
0: think so you think so i'm already like fucking looking up the beg for mercy album i've already got it pulled up strip clubs i said overrated but i need to learn jay thinks they're underrated he goes there for lunch every day or something like that (laughs) number four fruit by the foot i said are underrated jay said are overrated cats as pets we both said are overrated gin bumpy face gin overrated Wendy's fries. I said underrated. Jay said overrated Joe Buck underrated across the board. Bonfires warm and fuzzy underrated across the board and the state of Florida underrated across the board. Brian, watch out, bud. That was an A plus list. Really a great list. One. Yeah, great list. Great job there. All right, team. Thanks a lot for listening this week. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, don't forget to go to SelvaTease.com. Use the code FIZ10 for 10% off your first order of teas there. If you support us, go support them. Try some teas. They're good. They're healthy. And, you know, for Jay's uh, health journey here, he's he's drinking tea every day. So I am drinking tea. Yeah. So it's good. It's healthy. And it's great stuff. And then, guys, also 10 days left, or by the time you hear this, could be nine days left. Go to ChampagneAthletics.com. Click Shop. All the Iserman shirts are going to be there. Hoodie crew neck t-shirt long sleeve tee. go pick one of those out a percentage of the proceeds goes to youth sports in detroit would love if you guys are able to support don't forget to write a review rate it five stars share with your friends uh and honestly just keep it safe out there and we will see you guys next week peace out yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 no peace talks no white flags yeah, I get in your ass. nigga stunt. Heard about my click, how we stay with the stars Blood in, blood out loud, I no star. You don't wanna bang with the best. I have for moving fragments from your chest. They say to a the man, I hope he forgive. When the shells, I let off, don't curse my kid. They say 50 don't blow up. 50 a change, nigga. You stunt, I pull out. And you see I'm that same nigga that you really start the roll. I ain't just flying. Eight out of 8 on don't move dog. Did you run, you still dying. Check my resume. I am oh so local Mama ain't raised no chump. I don't Oh, 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 oh. These may break bones and the shells may hurt me, but I take it like a man. You beg for mercy, keep your eyes wide open, niggas looking for too. real around here. You surrounded by bones and the shells may hurt me, but I take it like a man. You beg for mercy, keep your eyes wide open, niggas looking for too Around here, you surrounded by There trip. once was some niggas that tried to murk, man. I hit them all, put them in plastic surgery. And this so fight made a lot of guys apologize. The truth come out, instead of hearing a lot of lies. Some niggas catch a case and then claim they hard. A couple chest wounds to make a nigga change his heart. I just play my part, and why you shooting up cars? I'm smoking niggas like a Cuban cigar. Let's get it. My systems may break bones, and the shells may hurt me. But I take it like a man, you beg for mercy. Keep your eyes wide open, niggas looking for a truth. Shit is real around here. You're surrounded by snakes. Yeah. The yeah. stones may break bones and the shells may hurt me, but I take it like a man. You beg for mercy, keep your eyes wide open. Niggas looking for two. She's real around here. You're surrounded by the